0: Welcome to episode 27 of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. It's the Retro Podcast where we choose one game an episode and share our experiences from the title screen all the way to the credits. On today's episode, we're sword and boarding our way through Dragon Warrior on the original NES. Let's find out if the crew has what it takes to truly become Descendants of Verdric.
1: Welcome... To the Saturday Morning Gaming Show.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. It is February 6, 2021, and I'm your co-host, the Fat Wizard, joined today by... Alamaxia. And Lobos. Today we're taking a look at Dragon Warrior... This was released in North America in August 1989. Oh,
2: 89 North America, 86 Japan.
0: Yeah, and it was actually released in uh, Japan under the title Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. You know, then it came over here Dragon Warrior, and then I'm not sure which game it was, but at some point they unified that, and it's now Dragon Quest all the way around the world.
1: I think there was three Dragon Warriors and then Dragon Quest Four from them. I could be wrong.
2: I think you're right. I know there was at least three that were uh, involved in the Erdrick line. There was this one, two, which was a sequel to this one, and then three, which is mm. a prequel.
0: Ah. Ooh, prequels are always fun. Get a little bit of the backstory here. Mm-hmm. We're getting a little bit of the story going in, like, right off the bat here. You start the game. You name your, your save file or your character. I named it SMG. Nice. Around the room, what would we name our characters? I named mine Alamaxia. Okay. And
1: mine was Lobos. Very uh, original.
0: I wasn't sure if you guys were going to go, like, name him Erdrick and kind of, like, you know, break the fourth wall a little hmm. bit there, but it would be great there. So uh, this is a very old-school RPG where you have one party member, and, uh, you know, it's very tile-based, as as those RPGs tend to be on the NES. You walk around uh, in, in the overworld, and you go fight battles, and then you, you know, go into cities, and you talk to people. And we're talking to people right now. We started out in front of the king, and the king kind of jabbers on about his, his missing daughter. Actually, I think he, ta- he gives you a little bit more backstory about the, the legacy of the Descendant of Erdric. Uh, and then you can talk to these guards. And basically, you, you need to collect a, um, a key from a treasure chest just uh, above the king there. So it's a little bit of a tutorial where it's like, hey, you got to figure out how to walk and talk and pick up items before we even let you out of the king's chamber. (laughs) I don't recall many RPGs doing that. You know, I'm kind of thinking about it in my head and just being like, generally, they just kind of throw you in, sometimes right into battle. So yeah, I don't know. That was something worth noting. And then you go ahead and um, open up the the door and you go down the stairs and you're on your way to adventure this was exciting for me Alamaxia, we touched on it last month uh, you said that you played this with the game genie so I want to see like you know coming back to it after and deciding not to cheat you know, what were you thinking about like jumping in here and being like well we're gonna have to do this legit
2: <laughs> it was um it was a lot of more of a uh, of a grind fest than I um, expected it would be. Uh, I knew that the game was going to involve quite a bit of leveling along the way, but the thing that I know the Game Genie really helped me out on my first playthrough when I was much younger was, I think I pretty much started at max level, so I didn't have to go through, <laughs> what? The, through the 20 hours of grinding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a max level is level 30 in this game. And uh, looking at these experience charts... Um, so, to get to, like, level 1 from level 2, it it's, I don't know, like, 5 XP, 10 XP. And to get all the way to level 30, it is actually the maximum value of... It's it's basically 65,500, yep. whatever. It's max yep. value of an integer. I think that's 16. If you look at the experience chart, the ramp goes up very quickly. So, like, I, I think I got to, like, level 23 in the game, oh. and I only had about, like, Twenty-seven or twenty-eight thousand experience points. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm way past halfway through the level mark, but certainly not the experience mark."
2: Yeah, I think once you reach level twenty, it's just four thousand experience per level. Beyond that, otherwise, yeah. it it raises by a a pretty good exponential value up until then.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, one of the things I, I like about this game is it's it's simple enough. There's not a whole lot of content here. So we do get a bunch of time to walk around the town here and talk to people. So Lobos, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you here about this, mm-hmm. this city in a minute. But mm-hmm. first of all, just kind of name some of the locations. So you start out in Tantagel Castle. And that you, know, you meet the king and you talk to some people there. And then one of the dialogues from one of the characters said, hey, if you go out to the east, there's a town there that can... You can stock up in goods, you know, weapons and armor. And that town is Breconary. Mm. One of the things I thought was really cool about the game is when you start out, they give you, I think it's like 200 gold pieces. And you can go to the shop and you can basically spend those 200 gold pieces. You can get like a really great weapon or not so great armor or really great armor and not so great weapons. So you kind of have to choose, you know what you preferred lobos what did you go with do you remember what your starting weapon is because you could get either the bamboo pole or the club
1: yeah i got the bamboo pole early so that's the cheap one yeah it was cheaper i might have already done some killing by then so i might have also picked up the the shield i forget what the first shield is wooden shield or something i've been through the gamut of jrpgs and as soon as I find a town and I see that there's upgrades, that is that is my <laughs> focus. I'm like, all right, cool. Time to grind, to grind. So we get all yep. those items before we even start to move on. So that's what exactly what I did. I got those things, I equipped them, and then I immediately just started grinding and got everything that I needed from there and then moved on.
0: So this is slightly divergent here, but it's worth noting uh, there's a game called Faxanadu, which at the very beginning, you can get a really, really powerful shield if you really want to grind. And it's probably four or five hours of grinding. So someday we got to play Facts attitude to see if you can <laughs> go through that grinding. Oh, nice, nice. So yeah, we, we chatted, or we went into uh, Breconary a little bit. And uh, Lobos, if you remember any of the things, any of the dialogues or any of the characters or anything that sticks out of your mind, walk us through some of the sights. Give us a little sightseeing trip of Breconary.
1: My memory is mostly in a functional capacity. So I remember that there is the web- equipment shop, like you mentioned, um so they sell the weapons and armor and there's an inn where you can stop by you can pay six gold and regen all your health and and mana and then there's also an item shop where you can purchase things like Mm -hmm. uh, a torch which will let you see in a a dungeon or was it is it herb herb Herb, yep Yep, herb that lets you heal and then you know i went through and talked to everybody but there's a lot of talk a lot of npcs in this game so i remember exactly (laughs) which ones brachanery had in particular but if you had something in mind
0: i think uh, every one of the major towns i guess so so Breconeri, garnheim i'm butchering the names i apologize <laughs> and uh cole and also there's rim rimeldar rimeldar thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, three out of those four towns have a character in there that's like, hey, uh, you think you're a descendant of Erdrick? You got something to show me mm. to prove that? Did you guys re- see that and, and realize um, you know, that each of the towns kind of had that?
2: Yeah, and each of the towns, it, some of them were like, hey, you, you just need to show me the proof. And some of them yeah. would start to give you hints about where to, where to start going to maybe find out how to get to that next step.
0: By the way, I could never find out how to give them proof, even though I was like decked out in his sword and like, uh, Erdrick's armor and had his Erdrich's token. It was just like no one recognized. So I don't know if there's uh, you can actually show them something, but I couldn't figure it out.
1: I thought I thought that was required. No,
0: to no. Nope. Oh. I, I don't think you have to no.
2: prove to the to the NPCs that you're yeah. descendant of Erdrick, But yeah. there is a required item. Yes, which shows that you uh, might know Erdrick.
0: Interest. Mm-hmm. yeah they're just ple- they're plebs you don't need to prove yourself <laughs> to the, c- the, you know, the citizens right, yeah. They're don't worry about them you just got to prove yourself to the lordship there yeah. so uh one of the things that is it's always kind of fun in in editing video like this here is that uh so you know there's a lot of grinding here and what i end up doing is just like hey i'm just gonna like fast forward through a bunch of time here and so this stuff isn't I didn't fast forward through it in the emulator. I did play this on the emulator. Um, So this is all like, you know, normal footage we captured. And then I just sped it up in in post here. But it gives us a good understanding. Like, we can see a couple fights here. Um, Some simple progression, some leveling Mm -hmm, up there. mm -hmm. A couple of the intro characters here. You know, you walk out of the castle and there's a couple characters you can fight. There's a blue slime. And uh, this was the first, um, you know. Obviously, since this is the first game in the series, this introduced the classic slime. You know, the big old kind of looks like a Hershey Kiss, yeah. but he's blue. Big old smile big on smile. him. You know, it's
1: yeah. That's still the slime in Dragon Quest today. Yep, you know?
0: yep. And they, you know, they kind of do a little bit more bouncing and 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 bopping sure. and, and, yeah. and noise stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it's it's the slime. And then there's the red slime, which apparently actually is a female variant Aww. of the blue slime I read.
1: Lore. I thought that was kind of cool. Nice. And
0: they're actually they're actually stronger yep. than the male counterparts. I think it's even got a separate name. I forget what they call it. But yeah, in any case, this is all stuff that it's not explained in the game. It's it's kinda outside lore, but it is it is canonical.
1: Well, I'll speak up here because we're doing some encounter stuff. I did look up the manual actually, and I read through it because sometimes with these older games especially with equipment items like you won't know exactly what they do when you go to equip them and so i read through and there are a couple interesting pieces like the terrain type has different encounter rates depending on whether you're on plains or forest or mountains and the mountains has the highest encounter rate so if you want to really get a lot of encounters going
0: slows you down also which i didn't I didn't know like, what that meant. Like, What does it mean to slow down? Well, I don't
1: know. Maybe you actually go slower. It didn't look like you go slower, <laughs> though.
2: Yeah. It kind of makes your character stall with each step. So instead of having a smooth yeah. transition from tile to tile, it's like, uh, stop, uh, stop, uh, <laughs> stop,
0: That would probably only really matter in, in the context of a speed run. Yeah, probably. As far as I know, the time it takes you to traverse the terrain, like the actual, I'm playing the game and it takes me longer to move through here. I don't think it affects the game one way or the other. It's really just the encounter rate.
1: It wasn't anything that I even really noticed, like to be like, Oh, I'm slower here. It's just, I guess I'm slower here. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, One other thing we didn't mention yet was that, uh, the game will actually generate your stats based on your name. Yeah.
0: Yes. Cause I think you were, you know, I was, I was talking to you and you're like, I'm going to look up how they, they do speedruns on this game. And sure enough, they, you name your character a certain way, and they, that that's how you get your stats. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that might actually change how you level up as well.
2: It changes your initial stat, but it also changes how your stats scale as you level up. Mm. Ah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. so you yeah. can actually get um, just better scaling or or worse scaling, depending on just simply how you name your character. And I did find, like, the naming guide for it, and it's mm. it's way too complicated to, to even start <laughs> to explain. But it has to okay. do, like, if if you use this list of characters and it has, like, a value 1 through 15, and then there's another list of characters under it that have value 1 through 15, then it had to yeah. do with you add up the values, like, the numerical values of your first four characters of your character's name. So, like, for me, it was A-L-A-M. And mm. you divide that number by sixteen, and the remainder is, I believe, your base stat.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it would it'd be kind of curious. Uh, you know what we, we ought to do is, is offline. We ought to just get all of our names and just like say, like, hey, nah. who chose the more powerful name? <laughs> <laughs> <That's wonderful>. Nice. <laughs> hey, so we are going into the first dungeon mm. here, and this is called Erdrick's Cave, and it's really a, just kind of a tutorial dungeon. It is. There's no enemies in here. But what happens when you go into a dungeon, so basically you transition to a dungeon from the overworld, just like you would a city. And what it does is it brings in the light. So if you walk into a dungeon, immediately the only thing you can see is the tile and your character. If you light a torch, it gives you essentially a nine by nine grid. So you can see...
1: Well, three by three.
0: That's... Uh, sorry, yeah. Not, three yeah, by nine three. Total. So you can see... <laughs> 9 total. You can see one square above, one square below, and then, you know, the diagonals and left and right. And so that kind of, it has almost this, like, claustrophobic yeah. exploration of, of the dungeon here. But ultimately, you get to the end of Erdrich's cave here, and you find like a little tablet or something or a, a page that basically says, hey, you know, Erd- I'm Erdrich. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, there's some items you need to collect to de- defeat the Dragon Lord. And he doesn't tell you what. He's just like, hey, by the way, there's going to be some things you need. All right, well, I'm piecing out. And it's like, well, it would have been a little handy if you'd be like, hey, you might want to get the sword. You might want to get the, sh-, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I-, I did find that kind of uh, kind of funny. I don't know if that's areas you need to go to. Like, that might just be optional.
1: Well, so he says that you need to, there are three items that he, like, entrusted, I think, to particular mm-hmm. NPCs. And that if you are his true descendant, that you'll be able to, you know, acquire them in order to help defeat the dragon lord or whatever. It's all kind of like half pretentious, but also like half, like <laughs> you know, protecting other people from getting. Like you got to pass the trial in order to collect sure. all the things, and then you, then we'll we'll back you on going to fight that dragon
0: lord. A true descendant of Erdrich would already know the items they needed to defeat <laughs> the dragon lord. Dang. So when I when I read that, I was like, okay, there's like three people in these towns that are like, hey, you know, where's your proof? I'm like, okay, those are the people mm. that I haven't, you know, but th- that is not the case mm. there. After you go there, I would say that that's kind of like the first place people would tend to go because the way the game is structured is you can kind of consider the overworld where you fight many of the monsters to be almost like different hubs. And each of the hubs is connected through a bridge and again going back to that manual i think even dialogue will tell you Mm. that if you cross a bridge Mm -hmm. you are now in more dangerous territory yeah and so i think that kind of it kind of funnels people in one direction we're like all right i'm low level if i see a bridge i'm gonna go back to where i came from and kind of explore all that area around there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i really really enjoyed the start of this game (laughs) because there was a lot of that kind of like pushing out like almost like frontiering where it's like, all right, I'm starting to hit things that are a little bit too strong over here. So I'm going to go over here and fight some stuff over there and try to make some progress in different areas. Alamaxia. How did you do on like the exploration? Did you find yourself going like one down one path or did you kind of like a little bit here, a little bit over there? I
2: explored absolutely everywhere. I treated this game almost like a, a, it is pretty much an open world RPG. There's not really any gating along with it. The only gating is, are you strong enough to survive the encounters? Yeah, and there were some areas I got into earlier in the game that I really shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I think I think when I was around level five, I was I found my way down uh down around Hawksness because I, I just kept running from Ooh. enemies, oh, running oh, from oh, enemies, geez. running from enemies. I'm like, I wonder how far I can go. Just kept trying to push south.
0: Yeah, uh, let's let's chat about combat yeah. a little bit here, uh, Lobos. Why don't you walk us through the different options? You know, we're not in combat right now. Sure. Actually, let, let's wait until we get into combat. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the city of, I believe we're in Cole, mm-hmm. and I think the the big thing here is there's a little a, like a little water shrine or whatever, mm. and this this woman says, "Oh, it cures rheumatosis or whatever." Rheumatism, yeah, and rheumatism yeah yeah
2: i was fully expecting at some point in the game to get cursed with rheumatism he had to come back <laughs> <and> <laughs> me too that. kind of yeah and and i spent probably a good five minutes sitting sitting next to that like how do i interact with this I, yeah I, can, I can't talk <laughs> with it i can't search it
0: all right lobos we are in combat i think we're I'm oh. doing some grinding here so why don't you yeah. walk us through some of the different options of combat
2: yeah
1: it's uh it's pretty straightforward so all these classic JRPGs, you press At least for menus, you press a button and it opens up a menu, and you have a bunch of options. When you're in combat, you have four options. Fight, spell, run, and item. Fight is just a straight up, you use your sword or whatever you have equipped to, to hit the enemy. And based on your stats and their stats, maybe you'll miss, maybe you'll hit, maybe you'll crit. Standard combat kind of system there. You also have the option to cast a spell, which you don't have a spell until, I think you get the heal at like level three or something like that and you can start healing out of combat or in combat as well but it's pretty minuscule but then as you progress you'll get stronger spells you'll get utility spells and by the end you have about eight or nine spells or something that they really help with uh, with the combat you can also use items in combat like herbs to heal and there's also the option to run which you have a speed stat, and I think it just compares your speed stat versus the enemy's speed stat and rolls dice based on that. And then if it's successful, then you you just leave the combat and you can go back to walking on the overworld. Otherwise, the enemy will just take a free shot at you.
0: It is very frustrating because when you try to run and you fail, it says, you try to run, but you are blocked from the front. A lot of the dialogue in this game... It wasn't I wouldn't say it was a perfect translation. You sure. get the you know, it gets the it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it is like thy and thou, you know, that type of uh wording that like real old right. English there. But uh, thou must like for instance yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, some of the things were really weird. It would be like uh thou hast done well in defeating whatever. Right. It's yeah. like I'm not sure people talk like that even in old English. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What dost thou wish to buy? That's right very
0: fantasy the the other thing i wanted to know in the combat in the fighting because you you specifically called out crits mm-hmm. i think one did, i want to see if this ever happened to you because what would happen is when you crit when you roll a critical attack like you kind of hear like a like something some you know pay off their noise it's like an excellent strike right. and then very rarely yes. though but the enemy dodged it. Yep. It's like, oh, yep. that's infuriating. I think it
1: even tells you, like, excellent hit, and then the enemy dodged yeah. and took zero. <laughs> so it's
2: just like... I did not have that happen. What? You didn't? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had oh, that a man.
1: couple oh, times. damage. Yeah. And I feel like crits were... The crits are pretty rare, like, mm-hmm. compared to some other games. Like, maybe I crit... Ah, maybe, like, somewhere between 2 to 5% of the time. So... You're not critting that, that very often, right, but yeah. sometimes it you know it comes in clutch and helps you secure that victory.
0: Yeah, I I had one of those where I was like, all right, I got one round left, oh. or I will die. If they get one more <laughs> hit, and I see the screen shake, an excellent hit, I'm like yes, and he dodges. Oh no! And then he hits you and kills you. I'm like, what is happening here? That is oh dear. Oh geez, it was that was rough there. Next up, let's talk about a little bit south of. Uh, what's the what town? Is this uh, south of Cole? Mm. There's a a cave called the Northern Cave, mm. and that's a, like Almaxi said, that's a place you can get yourself into some serious trouble early on. It is, you know, I think it is a, a lower level area, but if you go one down one of the side passages, you find the dragon. Mm-hmm. Lovus, you want to tell us a little bit about that dragon?
1: Well, yeah, so it's kind of interesting because I stumbled into there not super early, but you know, I, I had leveled up. To get to the next area and feel comfortable there. And then I was like, ooh, there's this cave surrounded by like poison marsh, which if you walk over the the marsh, you'll take I think it's two points of damage every step. Two points. Yeah. Yeah. Which adds up when you don't have that much health, because early on you got Mm -hmm. pretty low health. So I managed to get my myself in there. The enemies weren't too bad. And then you stumble upon the green dragon. And that was that was my cue. Like, all right, I'm out. I just Kill me or whatever. I think I managed to run away and then I just left. But it turns out that that dragon is a specific encounter on a particular tile. So it wasn't that it was a random encounter. It's that I happened to happened upon it, and he kind of scared me off early. So I came back later, and it was much easier. But yeah, if you see that, you might not know that it wasn't a random encounter. And
0: there, there is another area that has that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the town of. Oh, Hawksness has that as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. There's a couple of places where there's scripted encounters.
0: Yeah, I think it is Hawksness there. My map here actually looks like that. things are mislabeled here, but yeah, I think it is Hawksness. Mm. So we'll get to that in a little bit here. If you go uh, out of that cave, so you entered in the cave from the north, you go south and you exit, and now you're in sort of the next major area of the game. And this is the town with... uh, you help me out here.
1: Rimuldar. Rimildar.
0: Yeah, we just saw the, an NPC there. Sometimes they have weird dialogue. I have no tomatoes. You talk to this NPC, she's like, I have no tomatoes today.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's her concern. That's what
2: it, it makes the world feel alive.
0: Yeah,
1: it's true. It's like, oh, there's a market here. You know, there's eh, maybe they came to sell today and she ran out or she lost
2: her tomatoes. And
1: what's she going to do?
2: Now, one thing that they did say when we were up in Cole is they said that the island of the south, you need to be well-equipped that it is a, a yeah. much stronger area, mm. and I think uh whenever we popped out of that cave, it was very noticeable, the uh, scaling difference between the enemies that we were fighting before we went in the cave, and then when yeah. we came out of it. I saw that you were fighting, um I think it was like a, a wizard or a warlock or something, and Warlocks. those are such a step up from the, from the first kind of casters that you encounter, mm-hmm. and it Just everything down here is so much, so much more difficult. I know in Rimaldar, this area here, I spent, I probably ground out levels like six through 14 just in this area.
1: Interestingly for me, I actually kind of came to this southern area a little later because you can head west and there's uh, some kind of, you know, there's a step up in difficulty and then you cross a bridge and things get a lot, a lot harder there. But I think I actually quite
0: a bit harder. I
1: kept grinding. You, you
0: started getting some serious stuff. Oh
1: yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But right across that bridge, uh, stuff isn't like super hard. If you go south from there, then it gets hard. But I ended up grinding out all of the equipment that I could buy from that northwestern town, Garenham, and uh, ground out all that equipment. I think the expensive item there is the plate ma- or full plate mail. Yeah. which was I think a thousand gold. And so, yeah, I just spent time grounded out, got that, and that helped me. I was actually surviving enough to cr- grind a little bit in the, in the western side. But then, at that point, it was a little too slow, and I'd have to return too much. So, then I went back east. And one thing we didn't mention about the area to the south is that up to this point, I had I met several NPCs that were like, hey, you can get magic keys from this guy at the south and so I had been. That was my focus. I was like, "All right, got to get those magic keys because I've seen some doors that I can't open." So I was very excited to reach that finally.
0: Yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to just briefly touch on because we're still in Rimuladar, we, we talked to an NPC that says all fighters wear rings, mm. and uh, later on we end up finding a a ring. It's called Fighter's Ring, and we put it on. I think if you go talk to that guy again. He says something like, hey, that ring looks good on you. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> I think so. Which is funny because the fighter's ring, uh, we'll get to that in a bit, but the fighter's ring is supposed to give you plus two to attack. It's actually bugged and doesn't do anything. Yeah. So literally the only <laughs> thing it does is change that guy's dialogue. That's cool. It's That's funny. Cool. So we just picked up some uh, magic keys here and I'm going to now work my way through some of the areas here. Because, as Lobos was talking about, you'll find in, in towns and a couple dungeons will have these locked doors. And it's you can carry six keys, I believe, at once. And, you know, once you use it, it's gone. You have to go buy more. One of the more frustrating things about that, though, is if you leave the area, it doesn't save the state of those doors. Mm. So you basically have to reuse those keys if you want to go back in that door
2: yeah so if you open a door talk to the npcs behind it get everything you need because you don't want to have to spend another you know 58 gold or wherever you buy your keys from to talk to them again
0: sometimes though the they they would have a vendor behind a a key vendor behind a a key so it's like if you use one of your keys here you can go buy more and they're a little bit more expensive Mm -hmm. now we just met an old man here and this is the northern cave and he was asking, I believe, for a harp, or a silver harp, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he he says, if you give me a silver harp, I will give you the Staff of Rain. You know, we're going to need one of those items later on. Uh, still on my my plundering and pillaging <laughs> adventure here, I go back to the Tentacle Castle, and there is like a little storeroom there. You can uh, open up the the door with the magic keys and there's a guard there and <laughs> do you L- max. Do you remember what the guard says to you?
2: It's something along the lines of, uh, a brave warrior does not steal or, yeah. or a, a true warrior <laughs> not does yet. not steal. And, and here we are, just like, oh, yeah. I'm going to take all this gold. <laughs> cool, gold. Ha, ha,
0: ha. It's like, you have, to, you have to open the door, I'm like, well, to talk to the NPC. I'm like, well, I want my money back at least. And I th- actually don't think you come out ahead there. The the amount it's of gold so you get is like, yeah. it's like 35, and I think the key costs like 55 or something. And then so, you know, there's a couple of other areas inside of Tantagild Castle that you can use and open these magic keys but one of these areas here has this new tile here i don't know how to describe it does anyone know what how to describe this thing
1: it's just stripes it's like a striped tile that it kind of looks like glass almost but it's clearly not because it's some sort of damaging tile when you step on it some sort of like energy or i don't know and stepping on it deals what how much is it like 15 health or something
2: 15
0: oh is it only 15 i thought it was well, we'll find out here in a minute. 35 yeah. Yeah, 15. yeah 15 i i actually I, the way i kind of look at this is it almost looks like in mario kart you might have this texture lining the sides of the road to let you know like hey here's where the gravel is right sure just that that's what it kind of reminded me of oh man i completely missed so you you go through those damaging things you have to have you know obviously enough health to go through there but then you talk to an npc and i, I completely forget what they tell you did anyone catch that
2: let me check. I'm wanting to say that the one that we just saw there says something along the lines of, "I know he, he wasn't the one that told you that the stones were in Tanticaul Castle. There was someone in Roomalda right, that told us." Yeah. yeah. I don't remember, but I don't remember it being very useful either. So uh,
0: well, I th- I'm pretty sure it was useful though. Like you That's would think thing. that it was that. The- I think that was the one that was like in Garenheim's.
2: Uh, you must push against a wall of darkness to find the grave uh. of Garen in Garenheim. Okay, yeah. I do remember that. The, the yeah.
0: funny thing is, I I found that out before I talked to him. Oh, nice! And, but I didn't under I didn't understand what he was saying, so I kept talking to him. I'm like, "What does he mean?" Like, I thought he I wanted to go into the actual dungeon itself and find a hidden wall, mm. but no, as we see here in the video, it's basically no. To, to get to the dungeon, you just need to push on this area that looks like you can't get by.
1: Yeah, because they, he mentions uh, the grave and. I never really got yeah. the impression that this was like a cemetery or there was a grave here at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of an interior room with like a little bit of water, almost like a, a mini lake. And then some guards behind a door that don't tell you anything of worth.
0: Yeah. Well, they tell you, he's like, Hey, I'm busy. Go talk yeah. to the other guy. And then the other guy's like, I'm busy. Talk to him. It's like, well, I just wasted a key. To... Wow. Thank, thanks. dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I was not too happy. I think the NPCs in this game, they are either extremely useful or they are extremely unuseful. <laughs> There's nothing in between, right? There's nothing where it's like, well, this, you have to take hints from a couple different pieces together. One of them will be like, literally go do this thing. Or I don't sell tomatoes. And some of them are
2: just outright rude. They're just like, they go away. Yeah. I, I, your your door was open. I, I just wanted to walk in and say, hi lady. And you're telling me go away. Okay.
0: So we do get, uh, we did just get a little clue as we as we are entering the grave of Garnhem. The old man here actually does say, "Hey, the silver harp attracts enemies," and you know, I think that's that's basically saying if you go in here, that you be prepared to fight. But I I kind of took that a little more literally. I'm like, hey, if I go get this harp, maybe I can like play it, and enemies will come out or something. I didn't know what to make of it.
1: Yeah, I had a similar thought, but. I ultimately forgot about it by the time I got down there. So
0: <laughs> it's it, In some ways, it reminds me of Zelda where the the hints are kind of cryptic. Right. And again, I'm not sure if it's a translation issue or they're meant to be like that. But in any case, I really did enjoy trying to just think about the hints there and and, and work my way through. I eventually did get stuck, but it was fun to try to <laughs> figure out the whole game without looking anything up.
2: Yeah. A lot of maps,
0: did you actually draw any of these by hand? Alamaxia?
2: There wasn't any that I really drew out, but I kind of made some notes like from from the staircase, go east, south, east, or I kind of gave myself okay. general directions on where I was going, especially once I got the radiant spell, which gives you much more than yeah. just a three by three area of uh, light. I think give you like a five by five. And that really helped to make these a little less uh, labyrinthian.
0: Yeah, we just got radiant there, and uh, yeah, this this is great because now you can that, you can see a lot more than just the torch.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's seven seven by seven for that. Seven oh wow, that's huge. Yeah. And
0: it's worth noting, th- the dungeons are such that you can see basically corridors all around you and some of them like loop in on each other and if you don't have a very bright torch you don't realize that but once you get radiant you would be like oh this is a dead end don't (laughs) even worry about going down there
1: and they're pretty they're pretty mean with those dungeons because there'll be multiple staircases to take you down only one of them will necessarily be the right one and you'll go down and then like it's a dead end maybe sometimes i'll reward you with a chest just for more exploration but especially if you like leave a place and come back and you didn't map it out you're like oh boy we got to start this all over again which which staircase was it
2: yeah it, it, as small as like Urdric's cave is much earlier in the game i spent way longer than i should have in there because of how how much <laughs> it doubles back and circles around and you don't have that much light to look at and that that is what kind of started the I need to kind of note the general direction I'm going because I am completely lost. I think I got lost in that cave for about five minutes before I could find my exit out.
0: Well, it's also one of these things where the enemy encounters is it can be quite high. And so like you may take five steps and have three encounters. And that that kind of messes with your orientation. You're like, all right, what was I going this way or did I explore this? It's very easy if you remove enemies, this stuff's easy to get through. But yeah, it, it was very tense. And I liked going through these dungeons because, you know, you don't have a lot of hit points. You don't have a lot of materials. You can only carry six herbs with you. So it's only this, like, this battle of attrition you're like, boy, do I want to press on and, and try to see if there's an end here? Or should I just go back and heal up and whatever?
1: Actually, yeah, now that we're talking about it, I remember now what I spent a lot of the early game doing, and that was, if you head west, uh, there's a cave you can find called the Mountain Cave, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything of import in there.
0: <laughs> the only thing there is a, there's the fighter ring.
1: Oh, that's what the fighter ring is, yeah. And I found that very yeah. early, and I, I went ahead and asked, I was like, all right, th- what does this do? And made sure that I figured out that it was bugged. <laughs> Did not use it after that. But anyways... I remember wanting to get comfortable with basically diving into that dungeon to the point that I could, mm-hmm. you know, sustain myself, almost maybe use a couple of herbs, but clear it all out. And there's also a gold chest in there that gives quite a bit. I want to say is just yeah, over a hundred. Yeah. and so gold.- yeah. mm-hmm. And that's actually what I used in order to farm that full plate early on
0: I did read that that was a tactic for farming gold early on
1: yeah because anytime you leave a dungeon all those chests respawn and if you just yeah. pick if you pick up something you already have it'll just say that there wasn't anything there or if your your stack is <laughs> yeah. too high like too many herbs or whatever
2: did either of you find any of the cursed items
0: yes
1: oh yeah I found a cursed belt I didn't put it on
0: <laughs> oh I did uh Uh-oh. the king gets mad at you he's like what are you doing here get out and so it's pretty easy to get it the curse removed. There's actually an NPC. I don't remember which town it is. Oh, yeah. but...
2: it's it's right next to Tentacle and uh in
0: Breconary. Okay. Yeah, he's like, hey, if you're ever cursed, come see me. Oh, nice. So we uh we took a little bit of a divergent divergence, and we are now down in near the southern cave. And here's the the good old gold man, uh, which is basically a it looks like a stone golem, but he's made of gold, and he gives you a lot of gold when you kill him about like 180 ish gold every time you kill him and that's that's pretty substantial like you know you think mm-hmm. about that full plate yeah costing 1, 000, yeah. a thousand you can kill gold man six or seven times and boom you got yourself some new full plate yeah he doesn't give you much experience though so uh he's not good for an experience grind but to the west there's a metal slime did anyone find and kill the metal slimes yes
2: Yup. difficult to kill because they yeah. like to run away, very hard to kill, and they also have a ton of defense,
0: ton of agility. It's super hard to hit them, and then when you hit them, sometimes you don't do damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can't use your spells to damage them, so you have to actually melee them. Yeah, and you only do one damage, as far as I could tell. Unless you damage. crit. If you
1: crit, you do your Unless full you your full all, damage. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I think they have three or four health, so you just have to land the hit on four, them. four. Is it four? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Four, yeah. Sometimes you can just get in combat and they almost immediately run away. And it's just like, all right. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, sad.
0: But then you get like 180 XP. So that's great. That's good for XP farming there. One of the other things is down in, in the Southern Cave, there's uh, another old man, like an old wizard. And when I first chatted with him, he's like, you don't deserve to be... To, to be here, be gone! And he actually teleports you out of the cave. Oh, yeah. Did you guys get that at all?
1: I did. I forget. Yeah. Where does he teleport yeah. you to? Was it back near the... He just or-
0: teleports you directly out of the oh, cave. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, I, I went in there after I got each one, of my, each one of the big key items in the game. And it obviously wasn't until much later that he actually would tell me anything different.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, you need another items. You were told over and over and over that if you take the Staff of Rain... And then the sunlight orb, that'll make like a rainbow drop. And that's true, but you need a third item. Do you guys remember what that third item is?
1: Was it like Erdrick's badge or whatever?
0: Uh, yeah, Erdrick's token. Token, because yeah. Because I, I, I was stumped. I was like, all right, all uh, right, old man, I got everything you needed here. Wh- how, how do I, give me my thing. I got these two things, and, and sure enough, I looked it up, and it's like, well, you got to get the token first. I, I guess to like, prove that you're a descendant. I'm, right. I'm not sure what the mm-hmm. point of that is. Yeah, yeah.
2: Th- that Aerdrick's token was the thing that proved you were the de- the descendant that you were the one worthy to actually go and fight the Dragon Lord.
1: Mhm. So for me, I had acquired the Staff of Rain because I think you trade the Silver Harp for that, and that was pretty yep, early, yep. not too, you know, far in. You have to descend the entire dungeon in Garrenham. in Garrenham, You go to all the way down in that grave area and then you find the Silver Harp so i got the token at that point i was actually there there's i forget exactly where you. oh i think it's the guy behind the magic doors in Rimmeldar. somebody tells you that there takes 70 paces like oh, south uh, and yeah, 40 that's east that's
0: in cantlin
1: yeah oh in cantlin okay cantlin. okay so much yeah, we, we haven't got there yet gotcha, gotcha. we'll get there soon gotcha
2: one thing we actually haven't talked about, which just happened here, is what happens when we die. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I I never died. I don't know what you guys are talking uh-huh.
1: about.
2: <laughs> so the the nice thing with this game is that death doesn't have that huge of a penalty. The only real penalty it has is you get teleported back to uh the king in Castle Tantil, and you lose half of your gold. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can just continue yeah, on you keep from there.
0: your experience yeah i mean it's it's it hurts when you're trying to grind up for that that next sure item, yeah but... yeah
2: luckily i didn't
1: dump any gold that way like in a huge huge piles of gold i i always pretty much uh, grinded in a place that was pretty safe like i would be able to escape or get out of there before i ran out of heal items or you know i couldn't just get bursted down
0: well, well you're lucky i i certainly lost my fair share of gold there now we we just actually so I, I'm a little bit higher level. I'm level 14 now, and so wow. I went ahead and went back to the swamp cave, and I was like, "Green dragon, you're mine!" <laughs> and sure enough, I did. I did take him down, and that was an exciting moment because I was like, "Oh, cool! What's what's past here?" Yeah, and you find Princess Quelan, and this is this is straight up comedy because she's she's like super happy. She's like madly in love with you now. And so you're kind of like carrying her, almost like you're carrying her through the the threshold of a door after getting married, right? right? yeah. And you're literally carrying her through the world as slimes are attacking you. (laughs) And like it even changes your sprite. Yeah. You know, your animation and and all your, yeah, it was was great. (laughs) But you walk all the way back to the king and the king is very enthusiastic to have his daughter back. And you get a very important item from uh, Gwelen there, which is her love, right? It's literally an item. Right, yeah. Called Gwelen's love. But a super and, uh, helpful Llobos, item. Love us, you were chatting about that. Yeah, Love us, you were chatting about that. So why don't you kind of walk us through what that does? Uh,
1: well, before I do, just one uh, little tidbit that's interesting is that this is completely optional that you can do. So you can actually rescue the princess and then just finish the game just carrying her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, I was talking about this item that they hint at that's something like 70 paces south or 70 leagues south and 40 east or 40 west
0: 40 west
1: they are alluding to the spot where erdrick's token is hidden and the way that i found that was not with the intended item so gwaylin gives you an item called uh, gwaylin's love or uh, whatever it's called and if you use that it acts as a compass and kind of tells you how far away you are from Tantegil Castle and you can use that to to narrow down this those exact paces you know away and not triangulate but figure out this the position of Erdrick's token which it turns out is in the middle of this poisonous swamp
0: swamp mm-hmm. yeah
1: which uh, by this point you're usually strong enough and if you've gone I think you get the ar- you get Erdrick's armor is that at Hawk'sness
0: or yeah it is. okay
1: yeah and if you defeat like kind of the the boss enemy there, it's an
0: axe knight.
1: Uh, axe knight, yeah. Then you can search that particular spot where the axe knight was. There's a hint for this also from that other town, Rimmeldar, I think.
0: Yeah, because they they say something like this dude, the shopkeep, like to always like to be like digging around under a tree near his shop. Oh,
1: at the foot of the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also give you a hint that he had a, a shop in the east of Hawks. Hawk, yeah. Yes. So yeah, then you, yeah. you kind of use that to, to figure it out. And this is one of those scripted encounters. So mm-hmm. you beat him, you get the armor. The armor heals you when you take, uh, was it every four steps, I think?
0: I think it's something Erdrich's like that.
2: armor was one HP per step. Okay, but the, but the magic armor that you could purchase from Rimaldar was one HP for three steps. That's that's
1: what it was. Because right, right. I I got the magic armor and I loved that because it was healing. You know, it was pretty really good for sustain. And then the Urdix armor, every step one HP was awesome. Plus, it makes you immune to all of the effects of you know poisonous, poison, yeah, poisonous ground
0: poison swamp, and swamp.
2: Yep. It would reduce the damage done by hurt more by I think a third. Ah, uh, yes. And it would also, it would also reduce the fire, amount of damage right? that you would take from breath attacks. Breath attacks. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that was actually great because when I was fighting dragons, they they have two attacks. They'll you know they'll club you with their paw or they'll breathe fire. And every time I saw them breathe fire, I was like, yes. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Because they did really you know reduce damage. There.
1: Armor doing work.
0: Going back to that hawkness thing. <laughs> I think you and I, sorry, hawk, hawksness, Hawkins, hawksness. Jeez, why are the things so hard <laughs> to pronounce in here? Jeez, what? Okay. Anyway, we both came to the same conclusion where we were kind of like, you know, we're looking around the town. We're like, all right, where the heck? We know it's gonna somewhere near a tree, mm. and so you're like going around and clicking on. You know, you have a menu that you can search the ground at your feet, and so we're going all around, and then all of a sudden you hit this axe knight fight. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this has got to be it because that Axe Knight is nowhere else in this town. Right. The town still has randomly generated monsters. It's like, all right, well, that's that's the boss fight. He's pretty tough. I think I tried to kill him at level 14 and that wasn't happening. He was, mm. he was much too powerful for me.
1: One kind of interesting thing about tough enemies in this game, uh, aside from the, the final boss... Most of the kind of tougher encounters that I felt anyways, they have high damage, so they'll kill you quickly. But if you manage to land some good hits, they die pretty quickly mm-hmm. as well. So um, there would be a lot of just avoiding the heals for the sake of dealing more damage, and it ended up working out. So that, that, yep. that was generally my approach. And until it didn't Best work.
0: offense is a good offense, right? Exactly. <laughs> and if you
2: could sleep one of the enemies and they could stay asleep, that was yeah. uh, oh, yeah. that was the most overpowered spell.
0: Yeah. Or you come up against a, a caster like a mage and you'd use block spell. Oh, that too. Yeah. And so all their spells would be blocked, but they keep trying to cast it. So it's essentially it's almost like sleep. So we are now in the town of Cantlin, and this is where we get that information. Yeah, it's seventy leagues to the south and forty. Leagues to the east, there's that item we need. But before we got here, there was a big golem that we had to fight. Lobos, you killed the golem naturally, I did right?
1: kill it naturally and found out something else was supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, could have happened.
0: So what I did is I I actually found, um, I don't know, you might not have found this. Did you find the, the whistle? like the I did find it, yeah. I think the
1: hint was, again, in Rimaldar, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, and... It told you something about somebody had hidden something again, like X number of paces below the the fountain or the well yep. in yep. what is that city? Cole. And so you go back there, and sure enough, that that rheumatism curing water fountain is what you use as a reference. You take several steps down there, and then you search at your feet, and you find the fairy flute.
0: I love stuff like that yeah. so much in games where you're like, it was here all right? along. I was walking over it like 10 times and, and now I know. I know the solution. I, I don't know, it's a great reward for me.
1: To wrap up the, the whole spiel, the whole story about the getting the Urdric armor and the Erdrick's token being hidden in this swampy thing, I had no other idea except for the 70 South 40 East clue. and I searched that whole southern section
0: oh man so you just kind of guessed it like lucked in you're like this seems like it's about 70 south there's this
1: whole deserty area that has like three paths and they come to very clear dead ends and i was like it's got to be at the end of this right so I searched all of that didn't find it so you
0: didn't use Gwalen's love i didn't
1: until after and and realized and people were like oh but i did get tipped off because i was like wait I have Erdrick's armor, which makes you immune to poison. So yeah. I feel maybe halfway or three quarters of the way of searching that whole area. I was like, it's got to be in the poison. So I started doing that, and eventually I found it, which yeah allows you to talk to the the old guy uh, south of rimmeldar
0: Oh, so you—it's his armor you, that he needs, not the token. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah you did get the token. Might
1: I did get the token. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, the token is what allows you. To yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I just wanted to quickly loop back and close the loop here because we talked yeah. about entering Cantland and there's a golem there. Basically, you can blow on that flute and it will stun the golem for a turn or two or something like that. So it makes it a little bit easier, but it's not necessary. And they
1: tell you that in coal. And I remember reading it, but I didn't remember it as Golem. I was thinking something else in my mind yeah. the whole time. So I didn't even like yeah. put two and two together until it was much later. And I was like, oh, I see.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely, I followed the pieces and I was like, oh, that's Golem. Let me see if this flute will work this time. Because I tried mm-hmm. to blow the flute on like the gold golem. The gold man. The gold oh, man. Yeah. I tried to use it on them and I was like, oh, that, that's not working. <laughs>
0: So uh, we, we just got the uh, rainbow drop, which, by the way, you need to combine the Staff of Rain with the orb from Tantagill. I, I had a hard time finding that orb of sunlight. I think it is in Tantagill because you talk to a guy me and he's too. like, hey, I'm trying to find the cellar here. And I, I, sp- I spent probably an hour searching every spot in the castle. I finally looked it up. Alamaxia, Tell me, how did you did you find it naturally? And did you or, you know, did, did you uh, have to look it up as well?
2: I found it naturally, but I I started searching every spot in the castle. I got about the I got two two or three rooms in kind of the southern part of the castle, and I'm thinking, "Wait a minute. This can't be how they want you to do it. They don't want you to just blindly walk walk around searching. There has to be some kind of clue." So I really started looking around, and I thought to some of these other towns where I could walk not out of bounds, but right, right. on the edge of it. Yep. And mm-hmm. and when I saw that I was kind of able to do that in one part of Tantagol, I was going down that eastern side. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could just get one more over and sure enough. Ah, yeah.
0: Nice. Lucky. That's awesome. Yep. So after that, you get you get all those. You combine them. You get a rainbow drop. And you've been te- hearing all these majestic tales about a rainbow bridge that connects these two islands to go to the end dungeon, which is a Charlock Castle. And so you put down the rainbow bridge and... It doesn't really look like a rainbow. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so disappointing.
2: well, it's a rainbow effect. Whenever it started, it it's happens. a rainbow you effect, and it's just a black and white
0: bridge. It is like what I feel like I've been <laughs> lied to. The other thing that that Erdrich's armor does is it does allow you to pass through these. I don't know what they're called. They're like the. So remember, we we're talking about like the thing that looks like. Um, stripes like the stripe tiles yeah, stripes floor do tiles. a ton of damage yeah you can basically walk through those without taking the 15 points of damage mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i you know I, i'm armed to the teeth here i'm ready to go into charlotte castle i'm level 16 so you know things are pretty tough i'm having to run away but you know I can, i'm making progress there so you know i'm feeling good about this lobos what level were you when you started i this? think i was
1: 17 uh well when i oh, nice. when i when I went for my like all right, let's go let's go see where the dragon lord is that yeah, I yeah. was seventeen by the time I descended down the whole the whole thing,
0: and this dungeon is pretty wicked because this is full of stairs that go up and down and up and down. and but ultimately, you can find Erdrick's sword in yes. here actually, I think you have to find it, right? can you I think i've I think I read that you. By the way, in the video, it says it was empty. That was because I already had ah. it, and um, that's what happens when you you know pick up something, as Lobos described earlier. Yep. But I think you need the sword to kill the dragon lord. Does anyone? Can anyone confirm that?
2: I cannot confirm that. I don't know. I'm not sure
0: because it does. You know, they they make a big deal out of it, being like, "Hey, the dragon lord's armor is strongest steel," and then other warrior, other places, they say Erdric's sword can cut through steel. <laughs>
1: I don't think it's a good idea to try it without Erdrick's sword, at Jeez, least. It's uh. probably not, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, I never, I never went back and tried to find one of those little um, iron blobs, uh, little slimes, to see if the sword would work any better against those. Ah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Ah. It doesn't. It doesn't help.
0: <laughs> Did you guys find the trap in this dungeon that the uh, Dragon Lord sets for you? Oh. it's a a hallway that never yes, ends. yes i did
1: find that yeah
0: i was like because that was one of those where i was like this has got to end right and i was like yeah. i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying this hmm. is there's got to be an end and nope there's no ending. it's a
1: good opportunity to to bring up this neat little thing that they do with the sound or the music in the dungeons is that oh, yeah as you yeah, just i'm glad you're gonna bring yeah. it up yeah so the the dungeons got this kind of creepy eerie music as it is but as you descend further and further, it pitches it and slows it down, and it gets creepier and creepier. And so when you're doing that infinite hallway, you're going through stairs, and mm-hmm. the music wasn't changing. So I was like, ah, yeah. I don't think I'm descending floors here. And that, that was kind of helpful in figuring out That's quickly.
0: That's such, such, a, such a great tactic. Yeah, it was a cool idea. I wish more games would do that. Mm. But we're at the Dragon Lord, and the Dragon Lord's like, hey, you you don't join me we'll rule the world together yep and you're like i'm like yeah that sounds good with me and then he's like (laughs) uh really and i'm like yeah let's do this and it's like um all right game over (laughs) and there's no like reset or game over screen it just turns red yep Uh, it says the journey is over take now a long long rest (laughs) ha 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 everything turns red so i thought that was kind of comical and then i go back i'm like all right let's 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 beat this boss for real so he starts out in a wizard form. It's pretty easy, right, Lobos? It was
1: super easy. I was like, oh, man, this guy's no problem.
0: He, he only I think he only casts Hurt more at you, which does about 25 points of damage. And at this point, I've probably got like 80 hit points. So I'm like, I, you know, heal every once in a while and, and damage him, no big deal. Alimaxi, what happens after you kill the mage guy?
2: Uh, then his uh, little pet, the uh, Dragon Lord, comes out. And it is much, much more painful than than what that guy was dishing out. Instead of dealing 25 points of damage, this big dragon is dealing 40 to 50 points of damage in attack.
0: Yeah. So basically what I was doing, I think what we all probably did, was like you get one attack in, maybe two, and then you're casting a heal more. Mm-hmm. But I was at level 17 and i was doing one to two damage by the way i think this this dragon lord has like 100 130 hit points or something mm. i was doing one to two and i was like what See, is I going, was, am i uh, am i missing something
1: i think i was doing like seven to twelve even oh wait yeah, because oh you were
0: level no. yeah you were level 20 that's
1: right i was level 20 i th- uh yeah. yeah i think by the time i got there even the first time i, I was level or maybe i maybe i grinded a little bit either way <laughs> yeah level 20 is what i needed to beat him
0: cue the montage music where i i almost that that almost broke me i was like i'm i'm not gonna grind out three more levels that's ridiculous i'm like well i'll just do lobos strategy of fast forwarding the emulator and boom that was that was the key because it was like i went to 17 to 20 from 17 to 25 and in no more than i'd say two or three hours yeah and so you know that that was a great feeling and i came back here And it's just a battle of attrition, right? Mm. Uh, Lobos, why don't you walk us through how you killed the Dragon Lord?
1: Yeah, pretty much as you uh, described, with the health that I had, if I was around 52 health and I cast heal more, that would bring me pretty much to full. So my rule while I was fighting was generally, unless I'm less than 55 health or so, or 50 or 60 health, um, attack. So I would just attack, (laughs) and it really became kind of a... there's there's a lot of randomness in the fight because yeah. again like if you get a crit you're happy if you get a crit you're real happy I don't I don't know like I, I, I never got a crit, a crit but yeah but you would deal anywhere from like six to twelve damage and if you dealt like six damage in a row that's like like several times that's a lot of damage loss so I would sometimes just yeah. reset fights if I hit for two or three times <laughs> like six six health so um yeah but like you said heal more. Most of the time, it's just heal more, attack, heal more, attack, maybe attack again, and then heal more, and Mm. you just keep going and hope that the numbers work in your favor. Same. Did
0: anyone try using hurt more? I I tried to use it, but it just seemed useless.
1: I think I did, and it said like it did not affect him. I tried once. Yeah, it's like
0: what, what the heck? Yeah, This this is crap. Yeah.
2: I think I used Hurtmore just once across the entire game. <laughs> I, I yeah. used it on on a green dragon when I was far, when I was just trying to farm XP outside of Candle, and I'm like, well, that was fun, but it cost a lot of MP, and my mm. melee does just as good. So yeah, eh, I'll just save the MP for for Healmore.
0: Yeah. Any? Did you remember like generally how much damage it does?
2: I'm wanting to say on a normal mob, it would deal somewhere between about 50 and 70 damage. Ooh, so it, it wasn't wow, okay. insignificant. But yeah. but yeah, against the Dragon Lord, I, I didn't use it against the Dragon Lord because I I had the same approach as Lobos. Just attack, attack, heal, attack, heal, attack, heal, attack, heal, and just make sure that I was never within one shot of dying. And yeah. that worked out well for me. I, I was level 20 nice. when I beat the Dragon 20, mob.
0: okay. Nice I think I think I read that you have to be at least 17 or 18 to, to do any significant amount of damage mm. so we you know we finish up here we go back to the king and the queen or the princess is like, hey I want to join and be your companion and she's like we you, ju- will you, will you let me join you and you have two options <laughs> yes or no and if you say no she says but thou must but, uh, thou must and you're like no but thou must. No, but thou must. And yeah, there's like, all right, fine. There's two points and in that she's game. Like, I'm so happy.
1: Yeah, when you first rescue to uh, also, she's like, you think you could talk to her, and then she says, Do you love me? And you're like, No, but thou must. <laughs> no, no yeah. but thou must. No, thou must. And I tried it like 15 times just in case, every time. And then at the end, you say yes, and she's like, I'm
0: so happy. I- oh, I'm so ignore happy. the 15 <laughs> yeah. times you
1: said no. <laughs> yeah
0: he truly loves me
1: but one thing i was um i was kind of surprised but pleasantly so was that after you defeat the dragon lord i think it puts you outside of the castle and you're still playing it's not like it teleports yeah. you to the the castle and and you're like oh that's that's the end like you can run around you can keep fighting stuff and actually i think what it is is all of the enemies all the dragon lord's minions are gone and so you can just Free roam through all of the, okay. uh, the like the caves and all the castle and stuff, and just collect whatever you want. Not that there's anything to do with it really, but in case you you think you feel like you missed something in a cave because it was too tough to go through, you can just walk freely, yeah. and it's pretty cool.
0: This guy is going to ask what happens if you die and get teleported mm. to the king. Like, hey, you died. Oh, but by the way, you you did save the world, so right. thanks for that. <laughs> So yeah, we, that's that's Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, it's Dragon Warrior. I, I really enjoyed uh about the, like the first seventy five percent of this game. <laughs> you know, it started it started out it was a little bit of grinding, but it wasn't too bad. You know, you expect that a little bit. Yep. I think and when I got to the end, where it's basically like, yeah, you just got to go grind levels to the Dragon Lord. That kind of soured me. And I think if I was playing on original hardware, I most absolutely would not have completed this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, once once I fast-forwarded everything, and it became manageable, so...
2: Yeah, I think one comment I had in, in our chat was, once I put it 300%, I said, hey, this actually plays like an RPG now. Just <laughs> <laughs> It was so slow, because yeah. what, what yeah. this game really felt like to me was that kind of shift from a text-based RPG, like if anyone's heard of Zork, Oh yeah, yeah. Type everything. What you're doing. You have to read everything. This is this felt like that, but with just a little bit of like actual controls to it. Everything still <laughs> felt like I was inputting thing as if it were text. Like I, I'm I'm typing fight instead. Of, like I'm I'm clicking fight here instead of typing fight. So it, it all right. really felt like that.
1: Yeah, I and I don't think this is the very first. But if you ask a lot of people, like Dragon Warrior was, like you know the. The the JRPG that kind of set off the whole genre of, yeah. of kind of making clones like that. I know the very first JRPG I played uh, was called The Legend of the Ghost Lion, and that is <laughs> yep. absolutely just a Dragon Warrior clone. Complete side note about that game. It's much meaner because you can't actually grind. You find items that give you levels, so it's much more controlled, and it it makes high encounter rates even worse because you don't get anything from it, so...
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah,
1: it, it winds up being kind of a pain. But I love it. It was my first one. So there.
2: I did I did notice in the credits for this game, I don't know if either of you noticed the name Akira Toriyama.
0: Mm. I did notice that. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Art
2: designer for the game. And also, um, he created Dragon Ball Z. So when I, Ball Z. once I saw that name, I kind of took a reflective look at the game and I looked at the slimes and I went, Yup, yep, that's Toriyama.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, man.
0: So that's Dragon Warrior. Uh, again, I had a lot of fun with this here. Uh, it kind of makes me want to play some of the later ones. I've played Dragon Quest VIII, mm. uh, which you know, super, super renowned, uh, and I'm actually going through Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, nice. And I know, Lobos, uh, every time you, you know, you're playing Dragon Warrior and people come in your chat and the first thing they say is, oh, cool, are you playing through all the Dragon <laughs> Quest games? So you, we got to get you at least through Dragon Quest Eight, and if you don't do it on your own time, we'll wait until I don't know when we can play. I think two thousand four or something, when we can play Dragon Quest Eight. That'll be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, but that's uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's Dragon Warrior. So let's move on to oh man, we got some we got some Patreon supporters oh. this week. I, I tell you what, we've we've been getting a lot of love from people. I think this is like the fourth month in a row. So really, really wanted to thank folks for you know joining uh the group there uh so we got uh a patreon subscription from brian robbins and we also got another one from Huckle B slim yeah Huckle. So they are bringing us a little <laughs> bit closer H- H- Huckle's one of my to friends. that nice oh nice thanks Alamaxius, friend <laughs> uh we got um that you know is bringing us a little bit closer i think we're actually over halfway now unless i checked to the earthbound episode uh, and again earthbound. that's at 25 at uh, 25 patreons we're gonna be checking out earthbound with a special two hour episode so let's keep that train rolling and uh, you, if you want to know more about that you can head on over to uh, patreon.com saturday morning gaming show but if that's too complicated for you you can just go to saturday morning gaming nice. got all the links there for you there so check it out
2: so Thinking about all this, we've played some RPGs, we've played some pretty high action games. What do we got on the docket for this next month?
0: Well, this one I'm super excited because Lobos and I, Lobos, do you remember that biker gang we used to be? Yeah,
2: I still have my jacket.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it, it was great. And I was like, you know, we ought to relive those moments. But, you know, with the whole coronavirus stuff going on, it's like we don't really want to go out and do it. So we should do it virtually.
1: Ah, good call. Good call. I think that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to be checking out Full Throttle on the PC. This game is widely renowned. It's probably one of the best adventure games ever created I think only Grim Fandango might be <laughs> up there, but Full Throttle is is a classic, a gem, and I've I've played it so many times. There, I think I've got the footage already recorded of the old one, oh. but you know they did re, they did re-release a, a like a remastered one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they redid all the art and it looks beautiful. So highly recommend checking that out. Is there
2: any functional difference between the uh, old and the remaster?
0: I don't I don't think there's any functional difference. Um, I'm, okay yeah yeah i think it's i think it's all i mean there's trophies and stuff like that or achievements so uh those are always fun to get but uh we're gonna be checking that out in march so that'll be a good time and sadly we have reached the end credits on this episode so again we wanted to thank all you for listening to us on the podcast or heading over to lobos jr's youtube channel and uh watching the videos that we compile there
2: and we release our podcast monthly, so follow us and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or just go to SaturdayMorningGamingShow dot and listen to it there.
0: Might as well—it's got all everything you could ever want.
1: Might as well.
0: SaturdayMorningGamingShow
1: And also, if you have any feedback, you can use the contact forms there to give it give it to us there. Or if you uh, just want to stick to email, you can email us at SaturdayMorningGamingShow at gmail dot com. And follow us
2: on Twitter at Gaming.
0: And wanted to give a special shout-out for TechnoAx, or to TechnoAx, for much of the music on this episode.
2: For Saturday Morning Gaming, I'm Alamaxia. And I'm Lobos.
0: And I'm the Fat Wizard. We'll see you in March with Full Throttle with the PC.